0: Hey, what's up? Tony Schiavone here. Conrad Thompson and I are taking What Happened When Live to St. Louis and Baltimore. Yes, sir. If you're a fan of our podcast, then I promise you, you'll love us live. We're coming to St. Louis Saturday, June 22nd at 730. That's coming up very soon. Saturday, June 22nd at 730. We'll be in St. Louis at Off-Broadway located at 3509 Limp Avenue. Doors were open at 7 o'clock. But, of course, you can get in early if you get a VIP ticket. Get your tickets now for St. Louis at this website, TonyandConradLive.com. Again, TonyandConradLive, one word, .com. The very next day, we'll be in Baltimore at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. That'll be Sunday, June 23rd. We'll start at 1 o'clock there. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is at 6526 Holliburton Avenue. And, of course, if you live in the Baltimore area, then you know where that is. Tickets for the Baltimore show on the 23rd available by going to this website, what happened, when live.com. What happened, when live.com. What happened when live mean one word. There are VIP and general admission tickets available to both shows, so make sure you get on board. What Happened When Live, Saturday, June 22nd at 7.30 in St. Louis and Off-Broadway, then at 1 o'clock Sunday, June 23rd in Baltimore at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. If you get a VIP ticket for either show, it includes a meet-and-greet with photo ops. St. Louis, go to TonyandConradLive.com. Baltimore, go to WhatHappenedWhenLive.com, and we'll see you for What Happened When. And we'll see you for What Happened When. The weekend of Saturday, June 22nd and Sunday, June 23rd. Our special guest, the one and only Cassio Kid. So don't be a slep dick and miss out. We'll see you then.
1: What's up, Candy Lickers? It's your boy, Cassio. Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. It's another episode of Cassio's Cut. Hey kid, look
0: at me. Let's burn down the school with gasoline. Say hell yeah. Hell yeah. Say white trash. White trash. Hey kid, it's party time. We're kicking out the jams like the MC pie.
1: thanks everybody for checking out the podcast we are growing and growing and setting records every single week for single day downloads first day downloads and i appreciate you guys it's all because of you i'm glad you're enjoying the product that we are putting out together uh, we've got some fan art coming in whw fan art on instagram sent me some we're going to be slinging that up on social media jill's uh, goutreau from canada sent some fan art in appreciate that brother Uh, thank you for listening we're going to sling that up on social media as well and we've got people checking in from all over the place Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at casios cut on instagram and twitter and facebook it's real easy to keep up with my personal account if you want to follow my radio show and my comedy dates And all that is my regular day-to-day life, it is the Casio Kid there. Also, speaking of radio, be sure you follow the Rocket 951 if you want to follow that. Um, Also, we've got uh, big things coming next week. Got two promotions we're rolling out on the next podcast, so stay tuned there. I'm excited to unveil those. And this week, super excited for my guest. Uh, We have Upwards, uh, based on the last analytics I saw, we have Upwards of 18 to 20 listeners, and I know 13 of y'all came from What Happened When with Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson, and uh, that's where the Candy Liquor Crew came from because my theme song over there, I introduced that listenership to Marvin Cease's Candy Liquor Song. If you have not heard it, go change your life today with all... I think that's about 11 minutes if you play the all-original version there. It'll change your life, Candy Lickers. Uh, but I'm excited to talk to my boy, uh, Tony Schiavone. Today, he had time to uh, talk to me. We had to always have fun chatting with the man, the myth, the legend. The man that puts butts in seats. And this is the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. Tony Shavani. Everybody's uncle.
0: Why do you call me a candy liquor?
1: I said you're the lead candy liquor because you
0: lead candy liquor.
1: Okay. Your podcast started the candy liquor craze.
0: Wow. Wow. So Do you feel good I about that? Try, I should try to get some
1: money for that. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not on a shirt yet. Maybe it'll yeah. be a shirt after this podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well let's uh, we'll work on that. But you know what, uh Casio, it is it is great to be able to talk to you. I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled to be here today. I, uh, hang on, I wrote down something else. <laughs> You're my favorite radio announcer of all time. <laughs>
1: yeah. You
0: certainly didn't marry way above your pay grade.
1: Well, that's true. Uh, uh,
0: Conrad Thompson sucks. I wrote that down too. But we'll get to that stuff later. Yeah, but exactly. It's man it's great to be with you
1: so uh tony shivani of course uh if if they are listening to this and know you it is of course from your uh wrestling years uh back in the day everybody my age uh w- we grew up with you and you announced for everybody when did you start your first wrestling announcing gig
0: uh it was 1983 cassio i was uh jim crockett Jim Crockett Promotions, I was working for Jim Crockett's baseball team, the Charlotte O's, Baltimore's double-A team in the Southern League. I was their play-by-play guy. They hired me in 82 after I'd spent a year in A-ball in 81. I stayed in A-ball long enough to pick up Lois for one year. (laughs) You guys met in Charlotte? Well, we met in Greensboro the year before, yeah. Okay. Then we we got married, moved to Charlotte. Uh, and, uh, so in 82, I moved to Charlotte and that's where I started working for the, for Crockett promotions as their baseball announcer. And so, you know, being a big wrestling fan from mid Atlantic championship wrestling, growing up in Virginia, I was a big fan of all that stuff, big fan. And, uh, I kept telling Francis, you know, I can, hell I can do this. Let me be a wrestling announcer. And, um, I just kind of thought that it was one of those. You believe in the. You believe in meant to be things that are meant to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at my wife.
0: Yeah, see, boy, you're not kidding. Um, <laughs> see, I necessarily don't believe okay. in things like that, but my wife does, and it was like one of those meant to be moments. You grew up a big fan of world of uh, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, and now you're working for the Crockett's. Wow, that's that's kind of odd. So I, I begged them. Pleaded with them. If you needed another announcer, use me. And finally, in uh, October of '83, they said, "Okay, we do need an uh, announcer. To do one thing for us." And I said, "What's that?" And they said, "We need you to go to Ric Flair's house, interview him for his match against Harley Race for Starcade '83." Uh, and I. That was your
1: first I, gig. First gig, yeah. I mean, they threw you right into the fire.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I was going holy, holy. Sh-
1: okay, I'll do it.
0: And I was, <laughs> you know, I was nervous. I was, and I've, I've never been nervous about anything before since then. Uh, all the times I was on TV, uh, and went to Flair's house, met Flair, did the interview with him. Uh, he told the Crockett's that he thought that I would make a good wrestling announcer. And, uh, they used me at, at start the first Starcade, 83. Uh, and, um, uh, they started using me to do interviews the local promo interviews in their studios, uh, and I would spend all day Wednesday doing the interviews there. And uh, Dusty loved w- the work that I did. He was a booker back ta- that time, so thanks to the uh, thanks to Rick Flair going to bat for me and Dusty Rhodes going to bat for me, my career started. And that,
1: that had to be a pretty big deal for Flair to bless you. I'm, I'm basically right out of the gate. I mean, give the seal of approval. Yeah, but you know, it, it's timing.
0: It, it is. I mean, look, I uh, i was i was—I was an announcer, okay? I, I was, that was my job. That was, I'm not going to say I was a polished announcer because I was just out of college. Right. But I had been announcing and they had been using Bob Cottle and who is a, one of the great wrestling announcers of all time. Uh, they have been using Johnny Weaver. They had been using David Crockett. They have been using a guy named Big Bill Ward who was in his 70s. Uh, and so I just, my timing was right. This announcer type became a part of the company and I, and you know, in, in today's society and in, 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 2019 with, uh, you know, every jack off in the world wanting to be a wrestling announcer, I'm not so sure that, uh, I would have, uh, I would have prospered, but back in 81 or 82, 83, I did. And it was just a, a case of being in the right place with the right time, but it was a big deal. To have Ric Flair go to bat for me, and it was a big deal to have Dusty go to bat for me, and uh, to this day, I you know always remember both of those guys uh, very fondly.
1: Uh, meeting you and and of course through Conrad, uh, numerous other uh, people in the wrestling business. Um, it, it seems to me, and I've I've had this discussion with a couple other people, the re- being quote quote unquote with the boys. It's almost like as soon as someone that they uh respect vouches for you then you're immediately in the club forever you know until you get some kind of heat but they i mean there's a separation between fan and then all of a sudden hey this is my guy you know yeah. I- i've had conrad go hey this is once you introduce you as somebody then all of a sudden boom you're in the club and it's a whole different uh, attitude do you think that do you think that's a once somebody vouches for you you're kind of in yeah i th- i think
0: i think uh, now more than ever uh, you know, back when I started, it was pretty, it was a very tight knit, closed group uh, and K Kay was alive, very much so. And now it's kind of relaxed. And, and I agree. I mean, I, I think that once you're in our group and I hate to say it like that, I hate to make people think that we're a clique or anything like that. But once you're in our group and once we get to know each, get to know you, then, you know, we get, you know, you're, you're, you're a buddy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm. I don't know why. And sometimes I look in mirror and, uh, and ask myself, why in the world are you doing this? But sometimes I will send a text to Taylor Williamson, which anybody, <laughs> anybody in his right mind would not communicate with Taylor Williamson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, here he is a uh, part of our group and we, he, you know, he and I send texts back and forth and I'm thinking I would never text with an asshole like this. And, um, but you know, he's with us now. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, we got a hell of a group. We really do. We got a lot of good friends, uh, and don't you think it all kind of uh, it all kind of started because Conrad has this extended group of friends and associates that uh, love him and respect him and would love to slap him around sometime, but because he's got so much money, we don't. Uh, well, and uh, I, I think he, I, I kind of think he started this group that we have.
1: He has a um, he has a innate ability to, uh, if he wants to. Make you feel like you have been friends from him for him with him for thirty years as soon as you meet him. Do you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah, there. I, I don't. There's no question. Do you? Do you know the? Uh, you know the, the. Everybody knows the story about. Um, you know how he contacted me and.
1: Uh, well, and just do a short version, uh, but in case there's people listening to this. I think I stole most of my listeners from, uh, WHW, but for the Mm -hmm. few that haven't, like my mom, who I've told her specifically not to listen to that podcast, especially when I'm on, Mm -hmm. um, just real quickly, let's maybe, maybe we rewind you, 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 you went through the wrestling business and everybody knows you, Jim Crockett, you, then you go to WWF for a little bit. Then you go to WCW, um, and TNA, and then a huge gap. You basically... You basically, what would you say, stepped away from wrestling? Or you yeah. hated the wrestling business? Is that a good nope. statement? No, nope. no, that's
0: not. That, okay. That's not a good statement. Uh, I didn't hate the wrestling business. I wanted to recreate myself. Okay. And I thought, I thought staying away from wrestling would be the best way to do it. Uh, and uh, also because of the job that I had, I, uh, the, I, they used me one night in TNA, I guess, for a couple of shows, a couple of different shows, maybe maybe one show. I don't remember. Uh, and I realized that because I now had a full-time job in radio, I could not go. I could not go to Nashville once a month and drive all night to come back to do morning sports. You know how it is doesn't work in working yes. morning radio, so I, I couldn't do it. So I decided to step away from it, and my career took off somewhat in radio. I started working for the Georgia Bulldogs. I started doing the uh, the Braves Triple A team in Gwinnett. So I decided I'm just going. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to reinvent myself, and I'm going to walk away from wrestling. And this is before all the nostalgia came back, you know, all that we're that we're uh, loving now. So I decided to step away from it. Then Conrad get in touch, got in touch with me on uh, in January 2017 with a very long, nice uh, email decide, asking me if I wanted to do a podcast. And I really didn't want to do it. Uh, but Lois and I talked about it, and Laurie was getting married, and we certainly could use the money. And Conrad said, hey, we can make some money, which we did and have. And so that's it. But... I got a Conrad story before that. Okay. Uh, I, and I guess you're part of Conrad's group. I got a, I got an email one, one time. I don't know how many years ago it was before 2017. It was probably maybe 2015, maybe 2014. The years run by quickly. I got an email from this dumbass named Conrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, my name is Conrad Thompson. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. And, uh, I want you, I'd like for you to uh, come to my house and we'll have a cookout. I'll pay you X amount of dollars for an appearance fee just to meet with me and my friends and tell wrestling stories. He said, before you, you know, say, you know, you're an idiot, uh, which I've said you're an idiot to him many times (laughs) since then. He said, before you say you're an idiot, uh, uh, he gave me the list of guys who have done it. So I thought, wow, Huntsville's not far away. I can make a little money. So I, I, I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I never heard back from him. Really? And yeah, never heard back from him. And I thought, well, he's just another jack-off. And uh, so I finally, after months and months, called him. And he picked up the phone. He said, oh, I've, I, I broke my leg or something. Some, I don't know. And I've been out of touch. But I'll never will forget him saying this. I still want to do it. Uh, Do you need any money? (laughs) That's what he said. Do you need any money? I'll pay you up front. I should have said, yes, son of a bitch. Here's my PayPal. Uh, And then you fall out of touch. That's right. You should have (laughs) broke your leg. Then I didn't hear from him again. And I thought, you know what? He's full of shit. So, uh, <laughs> which I know now, right? Right, so, now it's come true. And and then again, I then I didn't hear from him again until that email to do the the podcast. So I was kind of, eh, you know, I was kind of we uh, leery about uh, that because, but the pod the uh, the email about the podcast was so well written and it was a business plan. It really was. And uh, how long? So how I,
1: long before that first contact till the podcast email? Probably
0: uh, a year yeah every bit of a year maybe two okay um uh, i don't know so I that mean, that know. was
1: kind of one of the first uh touching back on you know one of the boys vouching for you that was one of the first times i saw that in action was uh because conrad did have a couple people over and some people wouldn't respond some people like you i mean the last thing anybody in the wrestling business one of the talent wants to hear is a fan inviting him over to hang in the basement um Right. That's that's usually not going to end well for anybody involved. Uh, But, you know, Conrad was like, I reached out to a few people and they 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 ghosted me, no response. And and people would pull their phone out right there and go, well, who do you want? I'll just call somebody and vouch for you and tell them, you know, this isn't this is more than what it seems on the surface of a fan inviting you over. Uh, And then, of course, you know, he reached out to you and then left you hanging. But that was fine.
0: Yeah. uh, So I I take it you were one of the the groups that would have been in the uh, uh, basement that would have gang raped me when I got there. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I had a special other suit uh, planned out for that.
0: Yeah. So uh, that that was uh, probably. uh,
1: uh, And that's
0: how we got to know each other. And then uh, we started doing it later that month in January, started doing the podcast. And I can't remember when I first showed up, I said, I need to. I need to come to the house. We'll do one there because I need to meet you in person. Right. And I, I showed up at the house. He opened the door, and it was like we knew each other all our lives. I mean, that's just the way he was.
1: That's his uh, That's his brilliant ability, one of his many, many uh, brilliant abilities. And uh, we met. You just came to eat lunch with him one day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> Well, I told everybody about it, so okay. I appreciate. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> no, I remember. I remember having lunch. I, I, uh, where do we have lunch?
1: Uh, we had it at Drake's. At Drake's? Yeah, the bar. Never been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I,
0: <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, because I mean, he, you know, he 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 positioned you as his best friend. And uh, so you know, uh, I, being he's the pod father, you know you have to be uh, Fredo. Uh, and uh, <laughs> when so did I,
1: you when did you realize you guys start doing the podcast? If anybody for some reason has have, has not heard what happened when um, you basically just relive what started, just reliving events you were a part of, and now it's uh, you guys have been going so long you you watched shows that you weren't a part of. Just people want your reaction. When did you? When did it hit you like, this is this is bigger than I thought it was going to be? This is bigger than I thought it was right now? When did it start going, holy shit, this is big? Uh, I think when I started
0: getting money in on a monthly basis from T-shirts. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, and then we started getting sponsors. Uh, I realized it, w- it was going bigger than I thought. Uh, and. and-
1: you definitely didn't think it was lasting this long. Like you said, no. when you first got in, you legit were going to the wedding, your daughter's wedding, and then stopping, correct?
0: Right. I was going to get enough money for my daughter to have a, a, nice, a nice reception because anybody who's uh, – any father who's paid for their daughter's wedding knows that the reception is the big ticket item. So I was going to do that, and I wasn't sure I wanted to go any further than that because it was always my thought – bad or good that I had no place in wrestling. In other words, I didn't have, there weren't people out there who gave a, a darn about me. And that was just, a, I just, I just walked away from it thinking, okay, Tony Schiavone, if you go back in the annals of wrestling, you go back and say, Oh, there was a Tony Schiavone. Good. Keep on moving. I just never thought that, uh, it would, it would actually end up being this big, but then we started going live. We did a, a an event in, uh, I guess, let's see, whether well, this is 20, uh, 2017, I guess later that year maybe. We did an event live in, uh, in Dallas, and, uh, and we started a Patreon page, and I just, uh, I just developed quite a fan base.
1: Was that live event in Dallas, was that the first time back interacting with actual fans? Yeah. Like on a widespread, not just, hey, somebody spots you, but on a widespread base. That was one of your first big events?
0: Well, yeah, I also did a, uh, I did the NWA Fan Fest uh, in, uh, in Charlotte and I don't know whether that's where, where Conrad saw me on stage. And that's the first time I had done a meet and greet with fans, signing autographs, you know, they, they had asked me for like three or four years, um, would I come to the NWA Fan Fest? They would have them in Charlotte and then they had one in Atlanta and I would always say no. Uh, and, uh, Greg Price was the guy who put them on. And I told Greg, Greg, I, I, I can't, I, I've got baseball games and I just can't do it. Uh, and it just so happened that this one year he did it in Charlotte while I was in town with the team. Oh, wow. Uh, so I was in, I wasn't in uh, in Charlotte and I decided that during the day I would come sign autographs and meet people and do a stage show that they wanted me to do and go back to the uh, stadium that night and do a game. And, uh, so it all worked out that's where conrad Conrad went to the event and saw me and saw how and I guess he said how engaging I was on stage and decided that you know I could probably do something with him and then of course, he started the Woo Nation podcast, and as we all know, Rick flair's uh attention span lasts about two months of anything <laughs> uh and, and that finally went crashing, and I kind of uh after Bruce Pritchard started the podcast with Conrad. So the, the, the Charlotte, to answer your question a long way, the answer to the, your question, Charlotte was the first time I did any interacting with the fans.
1: Was that eye-opening? Was that a, hey, maybe I do have a place? Or, or then, specifically in Charlotte, was it still just, I'm going to do a gig? Or, 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 or were you even thinking that much about it?
0: No, I wasn't thinking that much about it. It was cash money, which is always good. Right. And You can always use. But I didn't think that much about it afterwards. Because again, I didn't think I'm not. I, I didn't think, oh uh, boy, they're going to be uh, they're going to be knocking down my door to to sign me up. And then I got a call from a guy in uh, New Jersey uh, during uh, doing the uh, uh, I think it's called Legends of Wrestling. I'm not sure they do it in New Jersey. And uh, good guy, and he brought me up to New Jersey, and I did it. And I, I really enjoyed that, and I enjoyed Charlotte, if nothing else, just to reconnect with some of the guys I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, that was good. And um, so I did those two, and then we started the podcast. I guess I did – I don't, I don't know. The, the years are running together. But I, I guess I did that I, – I think I did – it was like 2015. I did – summer of 2015, I did the Charlotte. Uh, the summer of 2016, I did New Jersey. And then 2017 – is when conrad and i started so that's how it kind of all started snowballing for me to get back into the business and now look at me now i'm a, I'm a star cast stooge <laughs> star cast yeah. stooge yeah hey get get over here hey get over here <laughs> yes, mr thompson <laughs> yeah sir that's that's me
1: so uh let, let's ask this because uh look i think the first thing everybody thought when i especially when i first heard uh the pod with you is uh one um everybody is fascinated that you cuss uh yeah. and you have such a potty mouth um huh. i think that is because we watched you on television so much right that you were just that guy on television um did you always have a foul mouth or is this something that's come with, like when you've turned into an old codger
0: yeah I think it i well i i I didn't say i, I grew up listen, I grew up in the mountains of Virginia uh, I grew up in a very small town, so yeah, we all cussed, but I really didn't start cussing until I met lois uh and your she, wife yes she's she's an army brat, her dad was a major in the army, retired uh, she had three brothers, she cusses more than anybody I've ever met in my life I've, and it's and so I mean, you know she taught the kids how to cuss uh, she did. You've heard my you've heard my Kibasa story, right?
1: Which Kibasa story?
0: <laughs> no, the Lois Kibasa story. Now, before you laugh hard about the Lois Kibasa story, she uh we Lois because she had five kids, she never prepared big elaborate meals, right? I mean, you just right.
1: so We just gotta used, get them fed and move on.
0: Exactly. So she used to we used to have uh, what the kids called crunchy hot dogs. We'd have hot dogs, but we have crunchy hot dogs, which with Lois would cook kielbasa. But Lois started calling him donkey dicks. Donkey Dicks. To the Don- kids. To the kids. So mom, what we have for dinner? Donkey Dicks? i go, Oh my <laughs> So that just passed on from generation to generation. So that's just a, a snip of of how much a toilet tongue that Lois is. But yeah, I I uh I always uh always did cuss and uh Did you but, ever did you ever cuss on air accidentally? Uh no no i uh anytime i cuss on the air it's on purpose okay because you 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 can get away with some stuff now i mean yeah especially now yeah because i i mean i say hell and ass now you know i don't say fuck shit or goddamn on the air
1: it's gonna be a lot of bleeping right there
0: yeah you gotta bleep these
1: no i'm just kidding
0: bleep so uh i don't say that on the air but no i've never i've never done that i've never accidentally uh cussed on the air i think that's
1: uh, one of the people ask me that all the time when i talk about radio is hey do you ever have a slip I, I, that fascinates people that and i don't know what it is it's just once you once you're used to being in the announce you know some radio announcing whatever it's just your brain literally switch as far as lack of a better word but it just flips a switch when the mic goes on it just it goes out of that mode
0: right right and, and you're right it flip flips a switch and uh, it goes out of that mode. Now, uh, I, uh, I I did realize that you know I I did realize that the more uh, profanity that I used uh, on my podcast, the more reaction I got and the more people kind of liked it uh, because I didn't just use you know I, I I don't just use cuss words to use cuss words. Sometimes I do, but mostly I just use it to get an mo you know get a response and. <laughs> try to get somebody to laugh or, and it works. Yeah, it it does. And, uh, so I, I use it and and yeah, it surprised everybody. I was like that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and here's the, and the guys who are, are, you know, are, are with us on Patreon and friends like you and, and people who really know me know that, you know, I still go to, still go to church and I still read in church and, uh, and, and and I believe that you can use words to be entertaining and that not really be a part of who you are. Uh, and so uh, you
1: can separate the two. Is what yes. You and, I,
0: and I do. And I do. So uh, and. Uh, so anyway. what about
1: the you briefly addressed it? I think last time I was actually on the pod with you uh, on WHW, but uh, you briefly addressed it about one of my new all time favorite tweets. And that is from Mr. Brandon Stroud uh, about you possibly shitting on the crowd at a right. Nitro pre-show. Yeah. Do you still, do you still attain to this point that uh, that was not you?
0: I uh, no, I attained that it might not be me. I here's why. It sounds
1: exactly what, like you.
0: Of, well, yeah, it does. But you know, uh, but then again, it's one of those things that's. You know, you hear all the time, out of context. Right. And, you know, uh, because I'm a producer of the Georgia Bulldog Network and because I am so sensitive about what we say on our alt channel, okay, right. that it's off the air, that should stay off the air, because I'm so sensitive about that when this Brandon prick put this on, <laughs> on Twitter, okay, I, I was really pissed off, and I still am to the day. Really? Oh, my God, absolutely. Like uh, legit, straight up. Straight up as a shoot. Pissed. Wow. Because that stuff should never get on the air. That's, that's privileged stuff. Right. Okay. You're um, doing that and,
1: You're doing that because you know it's not getting on air, and then I'm all of a sudden it that, comes to air. I'm doing that to, to be funny. Right, with everybody to, that just can hear you right then.
0: Right, to Heenan and Tanae or whomever or Lee Marshall or Craig Letters in the truck or whatever. You know, we're just trying to be funny. And that should never get out. And I know it does. And I know there have been announcers – that as early as last year, there have been announcers that have been fired because some jackoff producer was rolling on the stuff that they said during the commercial breaks, right. and that got out on that got out on the internet and that got out on social media. So I I'm I'm very sensitive to that stuff. I really am. What I say on the podcast, or what I say to you, or what I say off uh, off mic, in uh, uh, at with the Gwinnett Braves or with my the radio station 92.9 The Game or what I say with the Georgia Bulldogs stays off the air, and who's this Brandon Prick again? What's his name? Brandon Stroud. Brandon Stroud. I thought you know it was what? hilarious. Okay, he he thinks it's funny. Ha ha ha. You know, fuck him. And uh, I I will ne- I will never, the, the girl they interviewed me with Up Rocks was a nice girl. She did a great interview. I saw the uh, I saw the interview with her uh that she did with me and it was very well done and i appreciate that she was a very nice girl but i would never do anything with him again because of him
1: have you spoken with him at all has he reached out no, i don't want to, i don't want to speak to him i don't want to I don't, I don't want to have anything
0: to do with him because he is of that ilk and i don't want to have anything to do with those people
1: because there's some um it's, it's interesting because just recently in the past couple weeks uh there's been some uh, mean gene clips that came out uh, that were mm-hmm people were having a ball about, do you, do you think he had the same stance or you don't, do you think he cared? That was his personality.
0: I don't know. I, 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 I wish I knew. I, I think Gene, I think all of us are very, uh, very sensitive to stuff said, said off camera that should stay off camera.
1: That's an interesting angle. Cause I think as fans, we just see it and laugh and, and move on and say, Hey, that's funny behind the scenes stuff. But right. I can see where uh, you feeling almost personally attacked as in, like you yeah. said, I, this was never made to get out. I was having fun with my friends basically, their coworkers. Right. Uh, it should have never seen the light of day.
0: Yeah. And, and and there's another reason I'm sensitive to that too, and that was there was this misnomer about me through many years that I hated wrestling fans and hated the wrestling business, which was a lie. And it was That's also a I lie. That...
1: I asked you that right at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. I thought that.
0: Yeah, and it was a lie that was uh, that was put out there by a bunch of jackoffs, one of them being Bobby the Brain Heenan. Who said that I hated wrestling fans? Which I didn't. I knew I didn't. And he, per- and because he was pissed off at me, he he perpetrated that lie. And so I was very sensitive to that. And now that comes out, and they say, "Oh ho ho, Shivani really does hate wrestling fans." Bullshit. Anybody that knows me knows that's a lie. So here, Brandon Prick is perpetrating <laughs> a lie, and uh, I, I don't have any time for him at all. And Conrad said, "Oh, he he loves us. He follows us. He follows our podcast." I, said, I don't give a shit. I don't care if he loves us or not. So I won't that,
1: retweet it when this podcast comes out. I'll do that. I'll do a favor for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I won't retweet. Thank you very much. I think because I already did retweet it, so I'm going to undo that. I apologize.
0: Yeah, yeah I'll block your ass too. Is what I'll do.
1: You really have taken to, uh, and it surprised me. You, you really have taken to Twitter.
0: Yeah, for well, an old I, for an
1: old man, uh, that's yeah. pretty strong.
0: Well, that was that was a that was a, uh, that was a forced job. Yeah, but you, like, but you embrace think, it, though. No, I don't like it at all uh, because I think there are more idiots on Twitter than there are good people. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, somebody asked me one time, I think, uh, I think they asked me on Twitter, what is the worst invention ever in mankind? And I said, it's Twitter because it's giving idiots a voice. Uh, the trolls. But I, yeah, I, so, but I don't like Twitter, but it's a forced job because Conrad says you need it to promote your stuff. Uh, and if, if anybody has known how to use social media to promote their stuff, it's Conrad Thompson. So it, it's a part of what we do. And so I do get on there. And sometimes I get, you know, I'll just I'll start going back and forth with people. And most people I like to engage with are the people who are, you know, nice and funny. And uh, there, there are some trolls on there that I'll go back and forth with for back and forth just a couple of times. And then I'll block their ass <laughs> go because, you know, you know, I don't need them in my life. You know, I, I, I've i said this before. I said a, as much as I really don't like Twitter, uh, I do realize that Twitter has done something great in the world, and that is identify jackoffs. <laughs> Hasn't it? You can, you can, I can, I can, I'm here in Indianapolis. I can walk down the street in Indianapolis. There'll be a crowd of people coming my way, and I don't know who's a dipshit or not. I don't know who's a jack-off. <laughs> I don't know who's an asshole, but on Twitter, it's real simple to find out who they are, and you can block them and keep them out of your life. So you uh, are
1: you are of the block it you block them and move on. Yeah, I do.
0: Lock. I know some some people mute them, but I just block them
1: because I don't want those people in my life. But you have embraced Twitter so much that the bug is has his own Twitter account.
0: Yes, your dog. Yes, the, bug, the bug has the own his own Twitter account, uh, and
1: uh, does he run that or does he have people that run that for him? Oh, no, he
0: has a he has a cocker spaniel that runs that for him. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, uh, because, you know, the, the people who are with us on Patreon, you know, uh, the bug is, uh, is always with me when I do my live chats and, uh, in the Batcave, cave and, uh, he's become a part of me. And, uh, so I get, uh, my son, Matt, they have a dog named Wally and they started giving him his own, I think, uh, his own, uh, uh, Instagram account. And I've thought, well, shit, if Wally can have an Instagram account then the bug can have a Twitter account. So we just put some stuff on there. I don't think I've posted for the bug in quite a while
1: uh, january 22nd okay he was smelling butts
0: uh, yes
1: he he likes to uh he likes to get under the covers i've noticed oh yeah well he's a he's a chihuahua and they're cold natured is he yeah. is he dog friendly like if i brought my dog over would would bug hit it off with him no nah, he's he's really not but he's not dog aggressive he in just he acts like he's not a dog yeah yeah he, he would if, if let's we just ignore him, each other
0: well, first of all, you got a pit bull, right? Yeah. So he would look at my dog as if, oh, a burrito.
1: <laughs> no, no, okay. he's the nicest dog ever. <laughs> okay. Well, you and, have him wrapped up in a blanket. You're not helping. So, uh, like, uh,
0: <laughs> my son Chris has a pit bull, right? His name is Sam, and Sam is a sweet, and as you know, pit bulls are sweet. You know, the best. They, they're the best, yeah. Uh, I would, the next time around, we got four dogs. Uh, the next time around, I would get a pit bull for sure, because they are the best dogs. And Sam is a sweet dog. And so I go over to Chris's house, and I'll put Bug on my lap, and Sam will come up and sniff him, and Bug will growl at him. Like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, Bug, he'll bite you in half, you dumbass. Uh, but, uh, but he won't attack a dog, but he'll ignore him, and he won't want to be fooled with.
1: Four dogs, tons of dog hair, uh, yep. ever a cat guy? Uh we
0: had uh we had a cat. We had a couple of cats. Well my, my daughter had a cat uh and it, it it wasn't a nice cat. So it Is it, there kind
1: of, any nice cats?
0: I don't know. I, I've seen some I've seen some nice cats. Uh but I can tell you this as a shoot Have uh you? yeah uh yes Bug has is that Starcast? Bug
1: has <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bugus has turned me around as far as animals are concerned. What do you mean? He's changed my life with animals. Uh, you
1: didn't like them before. Well, th- okay. they're just tolerated.
0: I know I liked them, but I wasn't as into them as I, as I am now. I mean, now I donate money to shelters and the Humane Society and things like that. Uh, back when I grew up, and I told you I was in the mountains of Virginia, my dad was a was a bird hunter, a quail and a pheasant hunter, and we had a lot of dogs. We had like I don't know maybe. Uh, five or six dogs that he kept out in a the pen, they were hunting dogs. Uh, and, uh, I also had a dog. I, uh, I can't remember what time, it, what type of dog it was, but the, all dogs always stayed outside. And if a dog died, you just put him on the scrap heap and get another one. And you never were emotionally <laughs> Jesus, tied into dogs.
1: The scrap heap.
0: Really? Yeah, you would. I mean, you just get another dog. Uh, and, but that's how I grew up uh, with hunting dogs that they weren't your pets you, you played with them and everything and you enjoyed them, but they weren't your pets and they weren't part of your family. And now I'm emotionally tied to bug more. Th- and we have a, we had a dog named shorty too. A, uh, and I just posted something about him on Patreon uh, who, who lived with us for 16 years. So by living with shorty in the house for 16 years and now bug, I just, uh, I, I hate to see deers. I, I hate when I, I watched something last night. What did I watch last night? Oh, I watched the, uh, the first uh, episode of Swamp Thing on DC Universe. Was it good? And they they walked into this cabin and there was a deer head, you know, on the on the wall. Yeah. And I saw, it, and I went, damn. And it affected me. And it used to not affect me. I used to go to honey camps all the time. So my my feeling about it's just brought out my feeling about humane and animals and it's uh, Shorty and Bug completely changed my life. And and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not ribbing you. They really have.
1: We have uh, we have Hank the Pitbull. We have Lulu the Husky, which is L- right. Tallulah Bankhead. Um, right. uh, I call her Tallulah Barkhead. She came with Big Booty Judy. Um, Big Booty Judy has, I don't have, but somehow they're in our house, a tarantula, a snake, and a bearded dragon lizard. What do you think about that?
0: Lois would go nowhere near that house. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere but-
1: I, I, yeah. I, well, I don't even... They're in one room, and I, I literally... I'm like, I should be able to go in every room in my own house, and I can't. Right. right. I can't. And people find out they're in there, and they go, yeah. well, I, don't, I don't want to get to that, even that end of the hall.
0: Yeah, you'll never have Lois Schiavone at your house, ever.
1: Are you... Uh, what's worse to you, spider, snake, what? No, fuck a fucking snake. <laughs> fuck
0: okay. Fucking
1: okay. Snake. Okay. Uh, one time... <laughs> She had it on on a leash one time and took it in the yard. I'm
0: sure sure she did. Anybody that's crazy enough to have a snake is crazy enough to put it on a leash. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Give you this story too. I was, I was working for a radio station. I was doing their, I was doing their uh, internet work and I I did it for a number of years and I, I did a lot of jobs at the radio station. My last job with them was uh, internet. So we had to post stories on news stories and we had to also post on Facebook and Twitter. And Somebody posted about a snake, and I said, well, when I grew up, the only good snake was a dead snake, Yes. Okay. Yes. So this guy on Facebook went crazy. He said, you know what? You are crazy. I have a snake, and they are the greatest pets in the world. I hope the hell that PETA comes pounding at the door of the radio station for what you just posted.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And I almost posted, but I didn't. Had it been me, just Tony Schiavone's post, but it was a radio station post, I almost said, uh, you are, you're mistaken, Sarah. PETA is people for the ethical treatment of animals. Uh, The people who uh, protect reptiles are Peter, P-E-T-R, people for the ethical treatment of reptiles, Peter, And that's another word for dick, which is obviously what you are. But I, I didn't do that.
1: You're such a wordsmith. Thanks. Peter. I can't wait to call my wife a Peter when I get home. I mean, I'm telling you, I love my wife, Big Booty Judy, to death. But I saw her. She talks about how she loves animals all the time. Yeah. Now, now the spider, I hate the spider. Yeah. uh, But she's one out of town, and I literally have to lift the lid up and flick a cricket in there. I mean, that's all I have to do. So, and from outside the glass, it's kind of cool to see a spider eat a cricket. I mean, that, I don't know why, but, you know, that's just a guy thing, I guess. Yeah. The snake, I don't want any part of. Right. I, I Until I got involved with her, I didn't know that snakes shit like a human. I was not ready for that. Yeah. They would waller in their own piss. I mean, it's just a deal. But I looked at her different. When I saw her have to beat a mouse... On the side of the house uh-huh. to feed to her snake, uh. and I said, well I, I look at you different now." Why? why yeah. She goes, "I gotta stun it before I feed it to the the snake." Yeah. Right. And I said, well, "No, no. Th- this is called life and death. If you can't beat a snake, a, a rat, you deserve to die." Snake.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: But she had little tongs and just beep, 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 beep. And I thought, well, you are low down and dirty somewhere in there. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Now Can you're going to view her different.
0: Yeah, I am. I really am. <laughs> she am going to view her different. She
1: beats up mice.
0: Beats up mice. And so I, I'm I'm. very sensitive to all of that now. I really am. I I just, um, I'm very sensitive <laughs> to any animal. I'm since. Sens- I mean, I saw, I heard some birds the other day, and I went, hello, little birdie. And they were just hopping around. I'm thinking, <laughs> what the fuck have I become? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hello, little birdie. Okay. Uh,
1: I wanted to bring this up. You mentioned the bat cave. Uh if if nobody uh, for the people out there that have not seen your uh live videos uh that you do on Patreon, um you broadcast mostly from the bat cave when you're at home and it right. is a literal Batman room basically.
0: Right. Right. Batman's we, uh, your jam. Yeah, it was a, a room above the garage that the twins used to sleep in, of course they're gone, thank God. <laughs> they moved out of the house. Uh, so, and w- the, the room kind of went to shit. And so, you know, we started making a little bit of extra money by doing the podcast and we had somebody paint it. We put new carpet in it. Uh, I put a, uh, a large screen TV and everything is Batman motif. Not, not everything is Batman motif. I've got some of my, uh, you know, pictures from my podcast, some of the posters, uh, that have been done on the podcast and I've got some Star Trek stuff and Star Wars stuff, but mostly it, we've got Batman figures, and if you walk up the, the stairs to the Batcave, it's all Batman photographs and everything. And uh, Chris, my son, built a coffee table, a Batman coffee table for me. Whoa. Uh, and uh, I've got a, a nice uh, chair up there. I've got a, a little uh, place where the bug lays beside me in my chair. I've got a love seat up there, and you can just come up there. And I told Lois, I said, it's a place that when we have the everybody over for Christmas, you know, if people want to watch a show down in the family room, the, the kids can go up to our room. Or to the Batcave and watch, you know, watch Disney or whatever up there. So, uh, it's kind of, it's almost kind of become like a, a second sitting room. But I also have my, I also have my iMac and my desk in the corner there, and uh, and so, that's where I broadcast from.
1: So let's discuss nerdum stuff. Uh, Batman is the best superhero, correct?
0: Yes, yes, by far, because a- he's human.
1: There we go, because he's a real person. That's right. I-, I have this argument all the time, especially with my co-host Jimbo, who's a Spider-Man guy. Um, yeah. but to me that growing up, that was the cool thing about Batman was technically that was attainable for somebody, right? We could right. get to Batman level if we, you know, could get the resources and train and all that, but still that was attainable. I'm not getting bit by a radioactive fucking spider. So I'm not going to turn into Spider-Man. Batman was attainable.
0: Mm, in your house, you might be bit by a spider. <laughs> That's a true statement. <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. I I, I agree the same thing. And to me, of course, you know, I grew up uh, way before you did. And I grew up uh, in the, uh, my, my years were early seventies and probably late sixties. But when I was in elementary school and younger, it was in the sixties. And that was Batman on TV era, the monkeys on TV, the Partridge family on TV, that era. Uh, And so I grew up, Batman was the first television show superhero television show that I remember. So, uh, that's how i uh started loving batman.
1: So is is adam west the best batman?
0: Uh, n- uh well in in many ways he is because he's the silliest.
1: Right. right.
0: But in but you know i i own i i bought on uh, on on apple tv. I bought all 120 episodes of the batman uh show that they had back in the 60s. And it just doesn't play as well as it used to when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> so go to the movies. Who's the best Batman we've had?
0: <sighs> wow. Uh, I, I really liked Michael Keaton. Okay. I, I, I really did. Uh, and I, I thought that, I thought that he did, uh, he did a great job. And of course, you know, that was the, that was the, the, the change. That was the change from the silly Batman that I knew. Right. Right. Uh, uh, into, uh, into the the more serious Batman, but then it got kind of silly, and and uh, and I don't know.
1: Do you, uh, do you like the last ones? Do you like Affleck? Yeah, no, no, not at all.
0: Uh, listen, <laughs> the, the the best the best Batman movies were the uh, were were the Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, they were the best Batman movies, and uh, Christian Bale was great.
1: Loved and, Christian Bale. I thought he was uh, great.
0: Yeah, I thought the last Batman one. Uh the The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Uh I thought that was the best one. That, that, I thought that was when I walked out of the movie theater that day, I thought that was the best superhero movie I'd ever
1: seen. So you weren't you weren't digging Batman fighting Superman recently? No. No, not at all. And no. your thoughts I, on Robert Pattinson becoming the new Batman?
0: Give it a shot. People, you know, people people have a tendency with the social media to shit on things immediately. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not going to shit on it. He may be really good. We won't uh, know until we see it. Yeah, I know exactly. We won't, and but I, I just I didn't like Ben Affleck as as Batman. Uh, I, uh, I didn't necessarily. Uh, I do you watch? Have you watched any of Gotham?
1: Uh, I started. I watched the first couple of seasons, and I just faded for some reason. Nothing yeah, in
0: particular. I, I just faded. Well, you know why you faded? Why you're waiting to see Batman you weren't going to see him <laughs> yeah, was, that's why you faded I'm telling it you. was a Batman show with no Batman yet exactly exactly and, and uh, uh, my son Matt and I have talked about that a lot it was uh, uh, you know and the guy that played uh, uh, the guy that played Penguin yes uh, he was really good man good really a good character but no Batman give me fucking Batman if what? you're gonna say Gotham where is he oh he ain't here you know but I tell you, the guy that played Alfred, I, guess, I think his name is Sean Pertwee or something like that. Yes. Who played Alfred? He's a good Alfred. He was an ass kicking Alfred. I like that. I thought so, they but, had.
1: I thought they had good actors in there. The penguin guy was good, and then the yeah. um, the kid from Shameless didn't he play the Joker? Yeah, right. And yeah, I, that, I thought I thought he did good with that.
0: Right. Yeah, but where's Batman? Oh, he doesn't come to the <laughs> end. Well,
1: fuck that. I'm, I'm waiting for Batman. <laughs> no, we need him out of the gate. Right, so, uh, right. you're, you, you're watching Swamp Thing. How was yes. that, by the way? Should I start that?
0: Yeah, start that. Well, look, uh, I liked it. I, it wasn't, well, I hate to be, I sound like a guy on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I always loved Swamp Thing. He was one of my favorite cartoon characters because, or favorite comic book characters because he was the anti-superhero. He, uh. He was smart. He was sharp. He he won by outthinking the other guys, kind of. Uh, and of course, you know, he was a monster too. That all kind of fits in. But <laughs> being smart, smart, <laughs> sharp, outthinks the other guys. But he's a monster. Uh, but I didn't like the first one. I didn't like the writing of the first one because they they kept it at a at, they 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 had too many things going on. And you had to stop and think now, what the fuck are they talking about? So, uh, and uh Do you think so, it was just the first episode? Maybe they're setting stuff up. Yeah, they are setting stuff up, you know. And maybe I'm I'm maybe so I'm worth wanting, a try though. Yeah, it's worth a try. If you got uh, I think D C Universe costs like nine bucks a month. Uh and they have had uh Titans, you know, Teen Titans. Uh they've had that live. They've had the Doom Patrol, uh, which I whew, man, you gotta smoke a joint to watch Doom Patrol, man. <laughs> it's criminy that's crazy shit here Uh,
1: here's the passion i really want to hear i volleyed this batman up i wanted to get you into this this nerd uh superhero mode with me Mm -hmm. because and hashtag spoiler alert turn away if you haven't seen it but we're gonna get tony Shavani's marvel endgame here we're gonna get Mm -hmm. the endgame thoughts yeah because uh i've heard part of your thoughts on it Mm -hmm. you get very fired up
0: yeah um. Hmm. Okay. Now, I, I I've just said, right? <laughs> I've just said that.
1: Uh, I can that hear is, it already. You're getting tense already.
0: <laughs> I get tense. I I've just said that a superhero.
1: Yeah.
0: My favorite superhero is one that's human. Okay. That being said, Thor should never become a fat drunk. <laughs> all right. It was a good comedic relief, right? Yeah. Uh, Thor should never become a fat drunk. Uh, Captain America should never age. And motherfucking Hulk should never have a sling on his arm. <laughs> okay? They are superheroes. They are above. Okay? Try, try not to make these people human because they're not. <laughs> he's a Norse fucking god. And he's a drunk? Bullshit.
1: He wields a hammer, he flies through the air, and he's a drunk? No, he's a superhero. I, I, you know, and, and, I feel like and, he should drink all the beer he wants without getting a gut. It's not like he was doing sit-ups beforehand. Right, exactly. He, could, He was just born chiseled, so why all of a sudden does beer get him a gut? Right, he, right. Like you said, they're making him human. These were superheroes.
0: Yeah, I know. And uh, it just absolutely pisses me off. <laughs>
1: So you didn't yeah. like the movie? Besides that,
0: not at all. Not at all. <laughs> nope. No, didn't like it at all. Sorry, yeah, that's just my opinion. It doesn't mean it was a bad movie. It just means it was my
1: opinion. You, so I mean, did you just? Were you loud in the theater? Were you going? He's got a fucking sling on. I mean, were you that mad?
0: No, 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 I wasn't that. I'm not like that.
1: Are you a? Are you a? Are you a movie clapper? Do you clap at the end of good movies? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, I'm shit. all. I'm all. I'm also a,
0: I've asked any of my kids, I'm also a movie trailer critic.
1: Oh, big time. I, get, I immediately give a thumbs up or thumbs down.
0: Oh, you know what I say? Loud.
1: What? Nothing. <laughs> and my
0: kids have started doing it now. When they know it's a bad trailer, they'll look at me and I'll go, nothing.
1: Okay. Just as loud as you can in the theater. Out as I can in the theater, right? See, I go thumbs up or thumbs down, and I hold it up for everybody to see. I want them. To, I'm like you. I want them to know my opinion, but it's just the people close to me. You're, you're yelling, okay? So at the end, you're clapping. I didn't see you as a movie clapper because these people irk me.
0: Yeah, I don't stand up and cloud, but I'll, I'll clap. You know, no. quietly. I won't stand up. But people who stand up and and applaud loud. Who are we clapping are, to? Well, they they want to be seen. It's it, they're like the they're like the people at a baseball game who. uh people to baseball game who are hecklers? Yeah, yeah. They just want to be seen. They want they want the attention. That's all it is. So, um but no, I I'm, I'm I'm not a big clapper, but I will clap sometimes uh if it's a good movie. At uh, the
1: end and, on the yeah. credits. That kills me. They're like, it's a "Great movie, guys." <laughs> it eats me alive. Yeah. I'm like, nobody can hear you. The the actors can't hear you. If it's right. theater, you stand up and clap. That's why we're yeah. clapping.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, uh, I get man. You know, yeah you uh, do me a favor. The next time a person stands up and claps in the theater, <laughs> ask them their Twitter handle. okay?
1: <laughs> and,
0: and no, then do a search, and I'll bet you they're a
1: jerk troll. <laughs> I bet you they are Do, do you uh, hush people at the theater? Are you a talker?: Yeah uh, see, so I need uh, silence now. don't be Don't be messing around at all. I won't I, I, I tell
0: you what I've done before. There's this one theater near our house that we don't go to anymore because it's close to a high school, right? Yeah. And so that means that there are a lot of kids there, uh. and kids, kids won't shut up, right? So I have thrown popcorn to kids in the theater. Excuse me? Yeah, I've thrown popcorn to kids in the theater.
1: Do you – is it
0: inconspicuous I, throw or yeah, – it, it, No, it's inconspicuous. Okay. Like, like there'll be they'll be like a, maybe like five or six teenagers down <laughs> to my right, and I'll just throw some popcorn up in the air it lands on them. And they'll turn around and look, and I'll go,
1: please be quiet. Oh, so you do address it when they turn around? Yeah. I thought you were just, like, flicking it and then not looking, like, no selling it. No. Mm -mm. You
0: know what what Bobby Heenan used to do? What? You ready for this story?
1: I I want all Bobby Heenan stories.
0: All right. Bobby Heenan, he told me this, and and knowing how Bobby was, I believe him. Bobby Heenan used to go to, uh, you know, X-rated movies. Okay. Okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Back when they were in theaters, a lot Back when
0: they were in the theaters all right. over the place. Right, he used to go to X-rated movies in the theaters, he used to get a water gun, oh god, and fill it up with ivory liquid.
1: Oh no,
0: and squirt it on people.
1: Oh no,
0: how do you know he did this? He told you, or you saw it? He told me. Yeah, he said I used to be greatest thing in the world. He said old guy be sitting up front, watching, staring at the inside. He just go, Tew! she would squirt it right up in the air and land on his lap. I want to tell you it it takes it takes a fucking genius to do something like that, doesn't it?
1: Gotta,
0: Even think of that stuff. It takes a genius.
1: Have stones
0: too, man. You got to be ready. Ivory liquid. Cuz you're not good you're going to look at it and you're going to feel it, but you ain't gonna smell it. You're not gonna put it up <laughs> your
1: nose. Yeah. Now there's there yeah, there's no, there's no. That to me but, is classic. But is but <laughs> it's a prank. Yeah. That prank. you have to you have to tell later though. Not mean your boys aren't with you. Yeah. I know. Like now I mean right now, if I was like, hey, I, y'all want me to tell you the, the prank I pulled at the adult theater, you'd be like, What what are you doing? <laughs> well, first of all, what are you doing in the adult theater? Well, this was when he was a this he said right. when he was a
0: teenager, you know, back back then. He used to do it just fuck with people. <laughs> God, that is amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's the uh, speaking of? What's the grossest rib you ever you saw in person? I'm sure you've heard of oh no, uh, I, a I, thousand I of them, but
0: I I can't think of a gross rib that I've seen in purpose, person. I did mean, they I, rib
1: you much? No,
0: not really. Uh huh.
1: Is that uh, they just didn't want blowback from you, or they they just didn't oh, do I, the announcers that much? No, they the the announcers were only there for TV.
0: You know, right. the, the, I think probably the greatest ribs were played, you know, during house shows, the regular, you know, when they would have to go from one town to the other and one town right. to the other, uh, you know, we just showed up for TV. So I don't think, and we didn't try, I mean, I traveled with the horsemen a little bit at the beginning. Uh, they left me one time, which, uh, may have been a rib. Uh, I think, uh, I think I thought it was a rib, but then again, if, if I know Rick Flair, he just fucking forgot me, uh, <laughs> but I was, uh, and, uh, You'll uh, you'll be interested to know this. I was uh, I was doing a I was doing radio in Charlotte. I was doing morning sports at a radio station, and when I had to go out of town with Crockett Promotions, we're talking uh, probably 80, 85, 86, uh, I used to call in the sports report. I used to call, talk to the news guy. He would tell me the headlines. I'd write things down. I you know it was before the internet, right? And I would call in on the telephone, and they would tape me. So we had been out drinking in Chicago, and we ended up in Cicero. And it was me and Arn Tully Flair JJ uh, one of uh, Flair's buddies that still talks about it, Bruce MacArthur, who's one of the uh, one of the uh, big wigs of the Wurz Corporation that owns the Chicago Blackhawks. And we were all we ended up at this dive bar in Cicero. We're talking to like three o'clock in the morning. And I told the guys, I said, Listen, I I've gotta get this sports and we're full of alcohol. I gotta get this sports report done before uh, before we go back to Chicago, they said, okay, go do it. So I go to a pay phone in a dive bar and I'm on the pay phone and I'm writing down all this stuff. And I don't, I may have written it down on a napkin. I don't know. And I do my sports report and I hang up the phone and everybody's fucking gone. <laughs> there's not a person there. Okay? okay. So what do you do? I mean, we don't, there's no cell phones in 85, like right. there are today. Right. Yeah. I just, I just, I stand in the bar like a jack off look around, walk outside, and about 30 minutes later, you come the limo back, pick me up.
1: Were they howling?
0: Yeah. Uh, Bruce, Bruce MacArthur said that uh, they didn't, he said, they didn't know. He said, I'm the one that said, hey, where's Shivani? He ain't here. <laughs> oh, uh, and so 30 minutes, I'm standing out, and I'm telling you, it's, you know, Cicero's not like downtown Chicago, and uh, it's one, it's, it was kind of a rough area. And so I was hanging out there for 30 minutes. They came back and got me. And uh, even today, I when I was at Ric Flair's birthday party and I saw Bruce MacArthur, I said, Bruce, Tony Schiavone. He went, oh, Cicero. <laughs> so that's uh, so that was the that was the prank that was played on me. And uh,
1: that's pretty good. You didn't you, you didn't get any uh, any ribs towards you. That, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's not like, you know, not like you know, they say Johnny Valentine was the was, was the greatest ribber of all time and. You know, Owen Hart, there were some great stories about Owen Hart and the ribs that he played. We had it on the stage show at StarCast. So it was, uh, some some really good things that went on. And, when did,
1: uh, Who's the first person you heard of freezing poop?
0: Freezing poop?
1: Yeah. I heard those <laughs> ribs where they would freeze it and then drop it in the back of your car. So it, oh. it would melt while you drove down the street later. Oh, okay. No,
0: I never heard of that. Heenan played a rib on me one time. I, I can tell you that. Uh, I just remembered it, and it, it wasn't too gross. Uh, we went to uh, we went to get some hamburgers one time, and they had these onions. Those hamburgers stunk, man. I mean, the onions were like you know just really a, a onion smell. Armpit. Right. So uh, I let Heenan uh, the very next day. I dropped Heenan off, and I'm driving. I'm bringing the car back, and fuck that onion smell was in there, man. It was just terrible. And so I, I dropped the car off, went back to the airport and I told Heenan. and I said, you can't get that onion smell out of that car. Heenan said, there's a reason for that because I took two of them. I balled them up and stuck them under your seat. Okay. And then there was a time Barry Windham through a, uh, through a Whataburger and stuck on the back of my head. Uh, as I was going in the hotel room, <laughs> and I fell asleep with the Whataburger on the back of my head.
1: Wait, uh, you that, didn't know it was there?
0: Nope. Didn't know it was there. I woke up. I was drunk. I mean, I was really drunk. <laughs> And and I opened the door. It was one of those hotel rooms where, you know, the doors on the outside. And he pulled right up to the door. And I said, I'll see you. He said, I'll pick you up in the morning at the airport. I said, okay. So I opened the door, and I heard something go thunk. And I didn't think anything of it. And I closed the door, and I fell flat face first into the bed, right? Clothes on and everything. And I wake up in the morning, and there the Whataburger had stuck to the back of my head. The, it opened it up. Thunk. And I slept all night with the burger in the back of my head. Did you eat it? No. <laughs> did you eat it
1: today that would have been a good hangover snack just, eat it. just a half a burger it was your head yeah that's right
0: <laughs> only you would ask that question i was thinking
1: i thought well that's gonna be a good that's gonna be a solid hangover meal the next yeah. day head yeah, H- hamburger head <laughs> hamburger well um uh, we're we've went way longer probably than you, uh, have time, but, uh, so you, you've rejuvenated your back. The podcast is rocking. Uh, yeah. you, what do you, you transformed yourself even since the the time that I've met you in the couple of years, you've, you got gotten, gotten better shape. Now you got your earrings back in. Yeah. How about that? Still, uh,
0: don't, get, still don't get laid, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, Lois is old and I don't want to have anything to do with that. Uh, so, uh, don't laugh. You're gonna be the you're gonna be there one day where you have a decision that you have to make in your life. Am I gonna have a sex with a senior citizen? And when I was twenty, I would always say no. And now that I'm older, I still say no. I'm not gonna have sex with a senior <laughs> citizen. So you'll you'll get to you laugh, ha ha, ha ha right now, but you wait. That'll have to you.
1: Was there a day you woke up and saw her as a senior citizen? I mean, was it Saw her as a senior citizen? Yeah, was it overnight or was it like, damn.
0: Wait, it, it, it feels like it happened overnight that she got old overnight. She's she's older than me. She's six years older than I am. Uh, so I cut six years off of my life by marrying her.
1: Oh,
0: uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I have changed back to your original question. I you have got kind two of, chains now. I've got four chains now.
1: Four. What do you yeah. got? You got a regular gold.
0: I got a I got I got two uh, choker chains, gold choker chains. I've got a mispa, which is you know half of a. Of a thing where Lois has the other half, and uh, I don't think Lois still wears your other half. Sure. And, then I've got, and I've got my Jesus piece, right? I've got
1: my cross. <laughs>
0: so I got I got four chains <laughs> that I wear.
1: Were um, you were you always a necklace guy, or is this new that you you wanted no, to go I've, with?
0: No, I've always been a necklace guy. I really have.
1: And you just and I, you just hit them all the time, or do you just went away from it for a while?
0: Well, <clears throat> um, I got kind of fat. <laughs> uh and so
1: all necklaces turned into a choker
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so now that i've lost all this weight i've uh I've, i'm able to put them on again What's and of the... course you know and i i do listen i do this and i put the earrings back into i do this just to get a rise from conrad and you guys i do i do i do it for the effect and i i do it for you know conrad to say something about me and it's all fun. I mean, I, I love—I love a joke. I do. I, I just love—I—I—I I, I love to make people laugh, and I love to see people laugh, and I love people to make me laugh.
1: And, repiercing your ears though is very—is that's commitment?
0: Yeah, that is. Uh, and you know, I—and uh, I, I say that because I love comedy, and I know you're in comedy, and—and and I love comedy even more now because I know that I think comedy is under attack. Oh this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think we ought to we ought to freaking lighten up uh, because I try to find humor in the in the most unorthodox things in the world. Right. I mean, I as you know, we've we've talked about this before. I will. Some things will go through my brain that to me are funny that I know that I can't say. All right. Right. I know that I can't say because it's just inappropriate to say and I know I can't say because of the shock value. For instance, I don't even know if I should say this, but you should. okay. I'm a reader at Mass. All right, I I read at church, okay, and I do it once a month, and they love me, and I love my church, and I'm I'm. How many I
1: people's re- in the in the service?
0: In the in the service, oh, we have maybe. 100? No, we have probably maybe five hundred people.
1: Five hundred, okay. Oh yeah, it's a big it's a okay. big church. All right. Okay,
0: so. You have three readers. You have the first scripture reader, you have the second scripture reader, and you have the third reader who does the prayer of the faithful, but that person also welcomes everybody to mass. So a lot of times they'll have me do the third reading, so so the lights will dim, and I'll stand up and you got this thing you go over and you say, Welcome to our mass, and you mention who the priest is and everything. And you'll say, Turn off your cell phones, and I always say something to Reverend. I'll say like last time I said, they have the script. you go by like, you know, uh, please turn off your cell phones and get ready for mass and, you know, say hello to people around you. And a lot of times I'll say, hey, I got a new cell phone, but I've got to turn it off. And they like that. They laugh. The last time I got up there, I would have never done this. But it went through my mind to do it. OK, it would have ended my reading at 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 my church. Okay, But I got up there. The lights dipped down, and here I am standing there. They all—I mean, they, I read the same mass, the eight-thirty mass. They all know me, especially the the people who work there. Okay, I stood up there and I looked. I took a breath, and it went through my brain for me to say, "Hey, what the fuck you guys doing?" <laughs> I don't know why that—I don't know why that went in my brain like that. And it
1: made yourself chuckle on stage.
0: Yeah, it made me chuckle on stage. And, of course, I didn't even – I obviously wouldn't have said it. I mean, uh, Brandon Stroud would have probably wanted me to say it so he could tape it and put it on Twitter. <laughs>
1: it, was, uh, it, was, uh, well, it was easy. I, I did not think you were going there. I thought you were going to make a joke, uh, yeah. go back no, I, to wrestling, like as in it's the no. it's the greatest mass in the history of our religion.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you for putting your butt in the pew. <laughs> right, yeah. Something like that.
1: You went – how the fuck
0: are you doing? I went off the – I mean, it just it went through my mind and, and – I look at the the most the, sh- the most shocking things, uh, you know, the most shocking things, and I'll see humor in it. Uh, and unfortunately, I-, I I think the world is turning away from that, and I wish it wouldn't because it's a joke, it's funny, it's to make you laugh, and you need to laugh. And uh, I just think comedy is. Uh, comedy is under attack and, and i appreciate you and all the other comedians out there who go out and try to make people laugh
1: i just did uh, a few weeks ago just did uh, a comedy show with jamie kennedy i don't know if you remember him from the from the 90s movies do you remember him mm, he's in scream didn't. uh he was in malibu's most wanted don't know if you ever saw that
0: no, i didn't see that uh Wait, I know who he is yes hair guy yes.
1: yes yeah okay yeah. uh and uh but he had he had a great line and i it, it, one of his lines he said he, he did a joke that was i guess in 2019 standards would be considered edgy which back in the day you wouldn't ever blink an eye at it but he said hey and by the way if you're offended in that just remember you're at a comedy club mm-hmm. these are jokes we're all telling jokes right things that happen in a comedy club or we're, we're all there to have fun we're not going out spouting them down the street uh right. you know and, and doing this stuff it's it's a comedy club and 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 it has changed, and you you have to think about – that shouldn't be the case, but you have to think and, – and, you know, there's comedians out there that that don't give a shit, frankly, but there's comedians now that have to go, am I going to offend somebody with this? Is right. this oh, quote over the line? When used to be, it's a comedy club. You're meant to go over the line.
0: Right. I've heard that a lot of comedians won't go to college campuses anymore. Is that true? I mean, that –
1: uh, some of them. I mean, you know, it's like doing a corporate gig. I do a lot of uh, I have a bar quote slash club set that I do, uh, and I and I do a I have a corporate clean set uh, mm-hmm. because the the Bruce Ayers, the owner of the Stardome in Birmingham, uh, he told me when I first got into comedy, he said, "Do you want to be famous or do you want to make money?" And I said, "I don't." They, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? And he said, "You got to decide. Do you want to be famous?" Or do you want to make money doing comedy? And I said, well, I mean, it all goes back. We all want to be famous, but it all goes back to making money. Right. And he said, well, then you need to learn to be clean. You can always be dirty. You could take the same joke and, and like you said, say shit, hell, damn in the middle of it. And it's the same joke, and you've dirtied it up for a club. He goes, but if I'm going to make you, I can pay you the same amount it takes for a weekend at a club. I can pay you that for one lunch gig at a nurse's association. And the funny part about the corporate gigs is you have to keep it squeaky clean. You're totally middle of the road. And afterwards, they're always like, hey, why'd you why'd you keep it clean? You know, we're cool. But it's like, you know, the boss goes, we can't even risk offending one person. So that's why there's a different deal. Like the club, you go, you're probably going to get made fun of. Somebody, something's going to hit close to home at the comedy club. They're just, it's a separate place. It's a whole, that should be the safe place to me. Right,
0: right. Yeah,
1: I get you. But that's where we are now. We're at. Uh, that's where we are at comedy. But yeah, uh, I,
0: I know, and that's it, why I, I I admire you and and Dan and well, I don't admire Taylor to be honest with The hell with him. Uh,
1: is I he a little? Put, does he come off as a little odd to you? Huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I'll just tell you he 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 left Starcast with a bunch of signed eight by tens that he didn't pay for. So, I'm just going to put that out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the green room, and it was, you know, they were laying around, and he's odd. And, and he's very unassuming. You know that. Yeah. So, everybody just assumed that he, you know, acquired those the normal way. Right. Through Don West. Hmm. Uh, but, no, he didn't. So, thanks, Taylor. I tweeted him. I told him, I I've got a report to Conrad over that missing inventory. Yeah. Do you have any uh, speaking of before we get out of here, so everybody wants to know, um, do you have any good Conrad stories, as they say?
0: Wow. Any good Conrad stories. <laughs> I have so many, I don't know if, if any are good. I I, I think don't know. all
1: y'all stories happen on the podcast or in the live show. So yeah, yeah, everybody we, already knows your stories.
0: That's right. We leave nothing we leave nothing out to chance. I mean, you know, I I went with him to the uh uh went with him to the uh to his uh and you were there too. We were there for his bachelor party, uh, in Las Vegas and <laughs> you know, nothing really much happened. Right. But, uh, and, uh,
1: that was when we went and we watched a lot of movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like Marvel movies,
0: Marvel movies. Yeah. yeah. a few, a few Disney movies.
1: I did take you to your first dispensary ever while you were out there.
0: Yes, you did. And I never, that was like, was like, I have seen the end of the world <laughs> and it is in this dispensary.
1: They had everything. They literally have everything you
0: can think of. And the guy was all dressed up, and it was nice, and it was like these wooden uh, counters, and it looked like uh, looked like just a uh, well. It was very, very nice. Okay, but I just got to thinking that you know this is this is
1: dope. <laughs> you know this is. But the you don't mean you- that as in the cool way. You mean it was dope as in marijuana. Right. <laughs> but exactly. But you said it as cool, like this is dope. Oh no! Yeah, this is
0: marijuana. This these are drugs. This is illegal shit that, you know, that uh, people sitting in, uh, you know, argue about in, uh, in chambers and you people get arrested for. It. And now I'm... we're saying, how would you like some on your Rice Krispies? <laughs> well, no. How about some in your, some dried fruit? Hey, look here. There's some hard candy here. I'm thinking, what the fuck?
1: Do you know? No. Last uh, did you see they had them on? Uh, they have them on tampons now for menstrual cramps. <laughs> That's a legit thing. Gets rid of
0: cramps.
1: (laughs) Last time I was in Vegas, I tried it. I didn't cramp, but I walked weird. You saw me, at Starcast, but I never caught a cramp going up the stairs. No,
0: no, but you know what? You could probably stick one up your ass and get high, don't you think?
1: (laughs) I mean, really, you could. I never cramped It was weird walking through the Starcast, but I never caught a cramp the whole time. It's just
0: amazing. I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, how the world has come. And to be honest with you. There's, a, uh, there's an old-school type uh, from the mountains of Virginia, redneck part of me, that thinks that <laughs> this is the beginning of the Roman Empire again.
1: Is it Sodom and Gomorrah?
0: It could be. But the good <laughs> news is I'm, I'm only going to be alive for another 10 years, so I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't. Lois said, don't you want a better world for your grandchildren? And I go, no. She said, why? I said, because I'll be dead, and I don't care.
1: So, Thanks for leaving the legacy for us, Tony. All right, no you, problem. You're supposed to leave it a better place for the rest of us.
0: Well, I think I've done okay. You know, shit, I paid for my, my daughter's wedding, okay? And Lois's, our new grandson, Noah, who was just born uh, back on the 13th of May. Uh, he's not wanting for anything. Lois buys him something new every day. So the Shivani legacy is intact. We spend money we don't have.
1: Well, I know they're not going to come out of the house because you you said she Lois doesn't like spiders and snakes. Um, right, right. But uh, we we need to get uh, Big Booty Judy and Lois together soon. They they really hit it off when they met.
0: They sure did. Yeah, uh, and you know the story. Big Booty Judy uh, invited or uh, uh, showed Lois, exposed her to this moonshine in a mason jar. <laughs> right, right. That's correct. Yes. And Lois said, i got to have some of that. So she ordered it via, I guess, Amazon. I don't know where she ordered it. We got a case of it at the house, which she drank in like one week. <laughs> okay. And then, this is a true story here. Then she said to me, she said, I, I just had a doctor's appointment. My doctor's appointment. My doctor says my liver values were up. I said, well, do you think it's because you drank a case of moonshine in one week? <laughs> you think that was it?
1: <laughs> so, she, my wife she, has put your wife on the moonshine train. <laughs> Oh no, she stopped after that. She, Did she, she? Realized,
0: yeah, she stopped after that. That was she a bad realized,
1: train to go down.
0: That was a bad train. So <laughs> she now she now drinks vodka and uh, tequila. Oh, you know, yeah, so. really <laughs> was, the, the. I thought the, like, she
1: cut everything out. You're like, no, nah, she's <laughs> just sticking to the to the no, regular she, stuff. But I'm telling you, I mean, she drank that case of
0: moonshine in a week. <laughs> that was too much. And I, you know what, the, you know the bad the thing about this story and her drinking a case of moonshine a week. I didn't didn't get laid. (laughs) You would think
1: she would be so drunk I would get some, but no.
0: Uh Uh-oh. I still
1: didn't get laid. I thought it was the other way around. You needed to be drunk
0: because you don't
1: like senior citizens.
0: I don't like senior citizens, absolutely. You need to be drunk. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to get them together, and we'll just get the girls together when we're at the Conradison so Conrad can pay for everything.
1: That'll be the greatest podcast ever is when we get them two together. That's right.
0: That would be very good. That would be good.
1: Of course, you'd, you'd put it as a bonus episode, and they have to pay for it on Patreon. But, Of course. Yeah, of course. All right, buddy. Man, I, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, and talking with me. Everybody's been asking when you're going to be on. I think uh, 75% of my listeners came from your podcast, all the candy lickers. Uh, right. So thank you for letting me uh, sit in with you and Conrad. And uh, as you can see by all the Twitter hate every time I'm on there, it's I, I split the room down the middle.
0: Yeah. Well, at least they're listening, right?
1: Yeah, it's That's right. They, they, they keep coming back. Uh, and I tell them, I'm just, well, how can I turn it down? If you, if you and Conrad say, come sit in the background of the podcast, why would I say no? I'm going to do that every time and everybody else would too. So, you know, eat it. That's what I got to (laughs) say. That's what I'm talking about. Eat it. Don't be a Richard cranium, uh, or, you know, dickhead as they usually say, don't be a Richard cranium and just deal with the podcast. Deal with me, deal with my laughter
0: richard cranium yeah
1: that's how i politely say that on the radio all right buddy a richard cranium do you know any richard craniums
0: uh boy do i ever (laughs) and we'll be going back to the conradison to see him soon
1: uh before you get out of here uh since you it is a force uh tell them how one they can uh, get in touch with you if they want to on the old twitter and uh the podcast and all that good stuff uh at tony shivani
0: 24 on twitter Uh, please do not try to friend me on Facebook because I don't friend people on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook is... I do have a Facebook page, but it is only for family members and kids I grew up from high school with. It's not a fan thing. And please don't be offended by that. It's just not. I just don't want to do it on... But I do, on. you know, on Twitter, I'll I'll connect with you.
1: You're very engaging with the fans. Yeah. On Twitter.
0: You know, I I try to... Yes. And uh, also... uh, our website is whwmonday.com. You can get the podcast there. You can also get it on MLW Radio. You can get it on all the places. I guess you can get it on iTunes, but I guess iTunes is going bye-bye from what I understand. Have you heard that? I did not. Yes, I heard iTunes is going to go bye-bye.
1: So the whole uh, Apple Podcast section?
0: Well, no. What, I guess they're, they're breaking it down to iMusic, iTV, am they're going to break It's just a gimmick to get more money. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. But uh, so you can get it on Spotify. You can get it on, I guess, uh, Pandora. Uh, and it's WHW drops every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. But if you're on Patreon, it drops Monday mornings. And we also do two bonus podcasts and we do all all kinds of uh, other goofy stuff. And the Patreon is Patreon dot com forward slash WHW Monday, a Patreon page. and We've got a lot of followers on there.
1: Man, you About. just had the uh, the low key big hog get get together and it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, we had a great time, uh, and we we'll, we'll do that once a month. I mean, once a month. <laughs> yeah, Oh, rewind that. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it once a year, uh, and have a get together with our low key big hogs and have a blowout and have a great time. And so uh, I consider I consider the guys on Patreon my friends. We're all wrestling fans, you know. It's like uh, we're all buddies, and we watch wrestling together, and we all have a good time, and. Uh so we uh we've uh developed in a year a pretty good following and I wanna make it even better and I just need more time to do that.
1: So are you gonna okay. get a uh are you is your next level of your appearance getting one of those Oppo suits or shinesty suits? Uh do what? With somebody's face on it, like the all the all the guys oh. like no, Bad no, Money Slim and uh Bad
0: Bunny, that dumbass Jay Z flair. No. <laughs>
1: Tim, no. the guy with the suits. Yeah.
0: Tim Clemens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: They always have all the, the logos and the heads. and the. Uh,
0: no, I'm not doing that's that. That's
1: not your type of deal?
0: No. Did you see the one Bad Money Slim had at uh, StarCast with uh, Wrestling Jesus <laughs> Wrestling on the back? Wrestling
1: Jesus. That was amazing. I like how it was completely white and it was low-key from the front. And then yeah. he turned around and he goes, I'll see you later. And he no-sold it. <laughs> and he turned around and walked off. I'm like, what in the hell is that? What have we become? Hi?" Uh, People were walking I, around suits with your face on them and Conrad's face.
0: I know, and and I had, I, and I brought him in to see Conrad in the back there at Caesar's, you know, and Conrad was in in his room back there, and it was like a twenty-minute wait in line because there, everybody was, you know, kissing the ring and everything <laughs> and telling Conrad how great he was, and so I, cause I said, "Come on, Slim, stand in line." And Slim got up there and he turned around, and Conrad couldn't believe what he saw, <laughs> but he still had to kiss Conrad's ring like all of us did, so.
1: Conrad said that's cool. Will you go escort Vampiro down to Valet, please? (laughs) Get back to work. All right, buddy. If I don't see you beforehand, uh, hopefully I will. But uh, we'll do it again for StarCast 3. You got it. I love you, buddy. Always
0: good talking to you. Love you, man.
1: Thank you, brother. Anytime, buddy.